on this episode of Harvard Business Beat. JPS started um, in 2011, um, and primarily it was focused on, it was James, the owner, uh, the CEO, uh, him by himself, uh, wiring houses and doing odds and ends, uh, you know, electrical service calls. Uh, and then through his involvement with the chamber, he was given an opportunity uh, with a basically a contractor for uh, a telecom organization. And they reached out through the chamber to him to uh, give him an opportunity on a commercial project. And, uh, and James kind of took that opportunity and ran with it. And he built the business for 10 years, basically on that kind of work. Welcome to Hartford Business Beat, featuring members of the Hartford County Chamber of Commerce, sponsored by Hartford County Living, bringing you all the good positive news, businesses, events, organizations, people, and just everything great here in Hartford County. Go to HartfordCountyLiving.com and find out more. I'm your host, Rich Bennett. Let's go meet some members of the Chamber. All right, so Natalie and I are sitting here today with Steve Sendeldorfer of JPS Electrical Services, and we're going to find out exactly what they do, how long they've been in the chamber, and so forth. So first of all, welcome, Steve. How's it going? All technical difficulties are done. Uh, easy. Let's not get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, Steve? <laughs> I'm doing okay. How are you? Good, good. So tell us, uh, you know, exactly what, well, first of all, how long have you been in the electrical field? I've been in the electrical field for 17 years. Wow. I am a master electrician by trade. JPS has been in business for 12 years. For 12 years. Okay. Um, Question about, because, and this is something that's, I'm always pushing. Uh, so you're a master electrician, right? You said, so did you actually go to school for that or was it an apprenticeship program? How, how did you go about getting that? Yeah, well, uh, I went through Harford County electrical apprenticeship program. Um, I think they have one of the best programs in the state Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I went through that right out of high school and, you know, worked and went to the, trade school. And then, um, a few years later, I was able to sit for the master's exam. Nice. Nice. So seven years of, uh, seven years of working in the field. I think it was 8,000 hours that's required. And then you can sit for the master's. Wow. Wow. All right. So what's the difference between a journeyman and a master's? So basically it's like a tiered system, right? So the master, the journeyman can work under the master, right? The apprentice can work under the journeyman. So it's a like, it flows like that. So the master kind of oversees and uh, kind of lays out what's happening. Um, and then the journeyman kind of takes that information, lays the job out and then runs the job and the apprentices work underneath of the journeyman. Okay. Okay. God, it almost sounds like you're part of a sensei or something. 
<laughs> it's a process. And there's there's rules and regulations in, in place to try to keep that um, that flow so that, you know, from the apprentice all the way through his career or her career, um, they gain enough knowledge to be able to take the master's at nice. some point so if they choose to. Which hopefully they would. So tell us about JPS Electrical Services. JPS started um, in 2011, um, and primarily it was focused on, it was James, the owner, uh, the CEO, uh, him by himself, uh, wiring houses and doing odds and ends, uh, you know, electrical service calls. Uh, And then through his involvement with the chamber, he was given an opportunity uh, with a basically a contractor for uh, a telecom organization. And they reached out through the chamber to him to uh, give him an opportunity on a commercial project. And, uh, and James kind of took that opportunity and ran with it. And he built the business for 10 years, basically on that kind of work um, and scaled the business. And then mm-hmm. in 2021, I think it was 2021, um, he started to branch into residential again, and he acquired a residential electrical outfit in 2022. Um, and then we've been kind of building that side of the business since January of 22. Wow. So we're, we pretty much cover, we have our main location is, uh, is in Darlington, Maryland. That's our central office. And then we have another office in uh, Orlando, Florida. And so those are our two offices. So we have a group of guys in, in Florida that uh, handle the Orlando market. And then out of uh, Maryland, we pretty much cover the East Coast for the telecommunications side of the business. And then we pretty much cover Delaware to Virginia for residential service. Wow. So, all right, Florida. I take you, James, let's go to Florida in the wintertime or something. Who doesn't? <laughs> Me, I don't. <laughs> no, well, I don't. I don't care for Florida. To be honest, not a Florida guy. You. I just, I mean, I I like the wildlife down there. I mean, gator tastes good, you know. But <laughs> never had iguana. Um, but <laughs> can always try it. So with JPS, get, tell everybody the website, how they can get in touch with you guys, and is there any type of electrical stuff that you guys don't do? That's a fair question. So um, you can find us on the web, jpselectricalservices.com. Uh, you can call us to schedule an appointment at 443-617-4538. Um, and we pretty much do same-day service for a lot of residential um, troubleshooting calls. So we can pretty much cover every aspect of the electrical market. So from larger um commercial projects that are design and build. Uh, we really don't do a whole lot of plan and spec work, but design build work. And, um, and then on the residential side, we cover pretty much anything from, Hey, my outlet doesn't work. My light doesn't work to, Hey, I want to design this extravagant, uh, layout of lights in my front yard. Right. So we pretty much handle the immediate problems. And then we also handle all the, the wants. Okay. 
And, you know, we, we run 24-7 for the emergency. So I guess, especially now that you guys are, you know, into the, back into the residential market, you're probably keeping busier because I know sometimes when you're doing commercial, those jobs aren't out there. Am I correct? I think you're referring to a lot of the uh, the plan and spec side okay. of the business, and that's partly why we don't um, really, uh, you know, hang out in that market. Okay. So the commercial stuff that we're focused on, the design and build, um, really just kind of, it takes a while to get these projects off the mm-hmm. ground. Um, and we're dealing directly with other, you know, businesses. So we're B2B on okay. that. And so there, there's a long process. So it, it takes years of like building this pipeline, essentially. So does it slow down? Mm-hmm. Sure, it does. But Really, it's a it's a pretty. If you look at it over the ten years we've been doing it, it's a pretty steady source of of uh, okay. work. So to the, ch- the oh go res- ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying the the residential market. Um, there is a high demand right now that we're seeing for not so much um, additions or like people wanting to add things. More so, it's like the repair and maintenance. The uh, preventative maintenance, uh, we've seen a lot more of that coming through. Okay, crazy question for you, especially with the residential part, because you get into some of these old homes that, you know, like are 50 years old or even older um, before computers came around and everything else. Have you guys been seeing a lot where people need to upgrade their electrical boxes in the homes because of computers and everything else? More so we see it because of they want to add an EV charger oh, oh. or <laughs> or uh, there's been a lot of so there was a big change to like the um, the HVAC industry uh, in 2023. Mm-hmm. So the federal government came out with new regulations for the SEER. So it's a SEER 2 rating. So when HVAC companies are going out and selling their new equipment, it's requiring like a larger branch circuit to those HVAC units. So we're seeing um, an influx in panel upgrades because the services aren't big enough to handle the new right. equipment. So what we try to do is really take a look. First off, when we go into somebody's home, we, we try to give them like an electrical safety mm-hmm. inspection. So it's basically just like a it's like a health report, right, for the home, like for the electrical system. We check the smoke detectors. We check the GFIs. Uh, we check the panel box. Uh, if they have a generator on site, we run that through its paces. So we try to like really give uh, the homeowner like a really good picture of their electrical system overall, um, and that way we can kind of help them determine what they need to do. Like, for example, we had a call last week where it was an outlet that wasn't working. So we went to the home. Uh, we found that the outlet needed to be replaced. Um, there was some arcing and sparking that was happening and melted the device. Ah. So the technician said, well, let me look into this further. He went into the basement to see the panel, and it was one of these Federal Pacific panels that is not allowed to be you know, installed anymore That back in the, uh, I believe it was the 70s, mm-hmm. early 80s. They had a lot of problems with fires. The breakers weren't doing what they were supposed to do. So, you know, as electricians you know it is our job to make the customers aware of these things we were able to present them with some options 
to get that replaced. So, you know, trying to keep people safe while we're doing our jobs is like the most important piece of what we do. Now, do you guys actually get a lot of calls because a lot of those old houses had aluminum wiring? So do you get a lot of calls to actually basically rewire the whole house? We do get a fair amount of calls about aluminum wiring. Mainly it's when someone purchases a home that has aluminum wiring and they go to get homeowner's insurance and they won't write the insurance policy because it has aluminum wiring. Wow. So we see that all the time in Florida. They're big on that in Florida. But in Maryland, they some insurance companies from my uh, experience will press back on, you know, it having aluminum wiring. So we, there are options that the national electric code has outlined that we can use in lieu of rewiring the whole house. That is the best solution, generally speaking, but it's not the best solution when you're living in a home. Right. So, so there are, there are, um, applications that we can use to make the wiring safe to code uh, and to protect okay. the home. Okay. Cause I know a lot of these house fires for any older homes, that's what it's caused by is that aluminum wiring, Yeah, you know, which is a shame. So how long have you guys actually been a member of the chamber? If I can remember, I, we were a member, we've been a member for about okay. five years and we, I think we had a previous tenure before that. Okay. So now so I got some hard questions for you. <laughs> so what have you gotten from being a member of the chamber? Um, the relationships. There's a ton of other business owners and uh, people in the community, um, people in government that we've been able to meet, uh, work with, and uh, refer to and from get referrals from it's a really good community of people that are you know all striving to do the same Mm -hmm. thing right it's like better our community that we live in and so being able to be a part of it Mm -hmm. and meet new people has been like probably the the biggest advantage of being a member and what would you like to get from the chamber that you haven't gotten yet That's a good question. I don't even know how to answer that. I think um, because realistically, let's be honest, like for us, when we go and we participate, we get out of it what we put in it. Right. So I think that is like the the ultimate piece Mm -hmm. of the puzzle. We need to stay involved. We need to contribute. And when we contribute and we're involved and we show up, um, you know, we, we get out of it what we put in it. Yep, very true. And what is it that um, you can provide to the chamber or to the members of the chamber? Sure. I think we have a, uh, we have a large Rolodex of companies we work with, we work for, um, you know, we've been around a little while. I think we can provide some uh, support and help and guidance for maybe younger businesses that are, that are growing um, you know, building relationships, extending our relationship mm-hmm. and our network, uh, offering our network to others in the chamber. I think that's what we can bring to okay. the table. Now, and this question, uh, Natalie doesn't know I was gonna, that I'm going to ask this. So I always like to throw something in there. I, <laughs> I changed one of the questions around. But, you know, because with the chamber and us doing this, we're always 
doing our best to help members out. But we're always looking for input, too, on how mm-hmm. we can, as a chamber, what can we do? So what can the chamber improve upon or add to help its members out? Another really good question. Um, I think while it, th- everything is always mm-hmm. evolving, right? Like business is evolving. Laws are changing. You know, um, the way we conduct business is changing. Technology is changing. I think if the chamber was able to kind of tap into that technology is like the biggest piece for us at JPS, like we integrate technology, we learn new stuff that's coming out and we implement it in the business all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. I firmly believe that if you're not doing that, your business is dying. So I wholeheartedly support if the chamber would seek out like, new technology, new options for their members, you know, to help them streamline their businesses, uh, new products, new software solutions, right? Like have, bring people in to present on them. You know, I think, um, you know, pushing the, the, uh, Hartford County electrical apprenticeship Mm -hmm. program, right? Like for us specifically, that's a more of like a selfish one. Right. But, you know, trade schools in general, doesn't have to be just electrical, Right. right? Like, we are having a serious problem with acquiring yeah. talent, you know, and, you know, so it's not talked about enough, you know, that this is an option. You know, I know when I was leaving high school and all my buddies were going to college, I was like, I felt like I was doing something mm-hmm. wrong, you know? So I know that times have changed since then and, you know, it's becoming more acceptable, but really trying to push that that is an option, right? So that's another thing that I would suggest. Now's your chance. Before Natalie asks you any questions, this is your chance. You, since, (laughs) you know, I asked you some of the hard questions, you get to ask Natalie something now. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, I guess that's a that's a tough one. I wasn't prepared for Yeah, I just thought about that. This this could be a whole new podcast. (laughs) Ask Natalie. <laughs> this could be, yeah. Um, Solving right? the world's problems one question at a time. How many? Uh, Love it. Yeah. How many chamber meetings are currently oh, go on? God. How many meetings are there? <laughs> mm. Well, kind of depends on what you define as okay. a meeting, I suppose. A place where people um, gather, or maybe what you would be interested in um yeah so if you're if you're thinking like events as far as like networking and and that sort of thing um i mean coffee and connections Mm -hmm. is always the big one right every wednesday not every wednesday every third wednesday of the month once a month um we hold those throughout the county um just visiting a new member business every month those are always great they're a fun time um I think we're, we're in this kind of like nice lull period for the summer break. Um, but things will definitely pick back up in the fall as far as events. Um, as we move into legislative session, all of our um, legislative related events are going to be coming up. Um, all the, you know, meet and greet with the county council and state senators and um, things like that are going to be coming up in September, October, um, things like that. But if you're looking to... Um, 
There's a lot of committee meetings too. Um, you know, the chamber, right. I would say the chamber has a lot of different committees that people don't always know about or take advantage of. Um, so everything from, you know, membership development, business development, military affairs, education committee, um, all of those are meeting throughout the year. Um, usually it's either, if it's not every month, it's every other month. And you know, somebody's meeting somewhere (laughs) talking about something. Um, so yeah, there's always something going on. And I always encourage people to like, like you said, you know, you get out of it, what you put into it, which I appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that, um, is I always encourage people to reach out and like, tell me what you're interested in because I don't, I never want people to say like, Oh, I tried this and this and I don't really, you know, it wasn't really for me. I didn't really fit into it or whatever. Um, and then feel that the chamber is just not a good fit for them because of, because of that. Um, so I always want to encourage people to like reach out and let me know, like, what are you interested in? What topics are you interested in? Are you interested more in meeting people or do you want to get involved more in advocacy or education, whatever it is, let me know. And you know, that's what we're here for, right. Mm -hmm. To make those connections, build that community. Um, and I can always help point people in the right direction. So Um, how, how can JPS better serve the chamber? Bring members in. Oh, <laughs> I, I love how this question has been turned around on me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, Rich, Rich hit the, the nail on the head with that one. Um, I would say, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different options between bringing in members, there's sponsorship opportunities, ways to get involved. Um, something I would love to see, like you said, you mentioned, you know, that awareness mm-hmm. for, apprenticeship programs and and things like that is um you know we we work a lot with local businesses and trying to trying to help pair the students with the businesses right because you have these students that are looking for opportunities you have businesses that are in, in desperate need of talent like you said um so how can we kind of come together and and bridge some of those gaps um so I, you know, I would love to see some more either, you know, programming or awareness or whatever that might look like for programs like that so that we can point students mm-hmm. in the right direction to getting whatever qualifications they might need um, to then be able to make those connections to the business community and, and say, hey, like, you know, go out, get this certification and JPS will hire you on the spot <laughs> because, you know, you meet X, Y, and Z qualifications. And um, so I think that would really be cool. I would love to see that happen in the next couple of years, kind of building out that pipeline for, for the workforce Actually, development. Natalie, it would hey, be really awesome. Um, does the chamber, I don't think they did this before. Does the chamber do anything where, especially with what Steve does, like they could hold a class for, or webinar or whatever, Four chamber members explaining to them about the apprenticeship program, but also about, I guess, how to be aware of like your your house and everything. Because a lot of people don't know if they have aluminum wiring or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we used to. We don't anymore purely because okay. our membership got too big, <laughs> which is you know a, a good problem to have. But one of those things of you know, if we, 
we right. don't have enough days in the year to have um, to have members share everything. Um, but yeah, definitely, there's always ways to help get that information out there through different marketing benefits and stuff that the chamber offers. Um, I would encourage to, um, you know, we mm. we also run a nonprofit called Venture Access that provides entrepreneurs with support and resources you know, um, specifically targeting that like first five years of business, right. When, um, most businesses fail, um, you know, we want to come alongside them and make sure that that doesn't happen and, uh, connect them with the resources that they need to, to really be successful. Um, but we, we love it when members come out and get involved in that. If they're, you know, depending on what they have to, to share, being able to just, you know, have a 30 minute, webinar or something that they can share with entrepreneurs to say, Hey, like, here's the advice that I would give, or, you know, here's what we did when we started out and here's what not to do and, you know, things like that. And so, yeah, we're always looking for, for people to, uh, to share kind of that advice and, and information with the new hmm. entrepreneurs too. So yeah, I think that's mind. so important because I, especially right now, um, you know, I think, social media, there's a lot of like talk about being an entrepreneur and, you know, glamorizing it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like the, uh, the iceberg, right? Yeah. Everybody's talking about what they can see above the water, but nobody's talking about what's underneath, you know? Um, and that's really right. that underneath yep. part is what will either make or break you. Um, and some people I think would, it would help them knowing a little bit about that before they go ahead and, you know, quit their job and decide that they're going to do something. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, not to say that, um, you know, that's one way that a lot of people get into being an entrepreneur, but um, outlining kind of what to expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I put an idea into my head, Natalie. I'm, I'll have to talk to you after we're done here. Yeah, maybe some, maybe that is something we can do. Cool. It doesn't have to be a live thing. It could be recorded uh, like a 30-minute thing like invite mm-hmm. almost like what we're doing here but strictly focus on a a class that the member is yeah. giving and um if they want to do video i could set it up to where we record you know the video and then just share it out i think that, that could be a good something yeah. good dumb and i think that might even attract new listeners too i'm not new listeners new members i think so members. Okay. it's a hot yeah. topic you know it's like <laughs> My experience has been like I was an electrician, right? And then you get into business and then you have to basically put your real tool bag down and pick up a new tool bag, right? You need to be able to understand basic accounting yeah. principles. You need to be able to read a P&L statement, a balance yeah. sheet. You need to be able to you so there's all these pieces to it. Yeah. That I think sometimes you know, we, and this has been my experience too, where I kind of ran into it because I was good at something. And then now you have like a fully functional business that requires you to have a whole nother set right. of skills. Well, Steve, I'm glad you said that. I'll, I'll uh, talk to Natalie. I'm, I'll put something together. There's, that's a great idea. And if we can offer that, um, and it's going to help the members and other entrepreneurs out there and basically other businesses out there. I think that's a plus. Tell everybody again the website and how they can get in touch with you guys. 
Sure. Yeah. The website is JPS Electrical Services and the phone number is 443-617-4538. Steve, you got anything to add or Natalie? I'll ask just one quick question Um, for JPS. Are you guys connected yet with um, Maryland Apprenticeship? The, uh, I believe it's the Department of Labor Apprenticeship Program. I, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. I would probably have to ask our HR to see which, which ones we're affiliated with. I know we're affiliated with ABC. We're affiliated with Harford County. Um, The uh, IEC, I think. The, we we're, have an online program we uh, were registered mm-hmm. with because a lot of our apprentices are traveling. Um, okay. So That's cool. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I was just curious because I know that's a new one within the past couple of years, I think. I'm not, I don't remember exactly when they started, but I know it's it was introduced to the state and then Harper County just kind of joined in on the program. Oh. I want to say 2022. Um, And it's, you know, again, apprenticeship program for high school students, um, allowing them to work on the work on the job, earn, um, earn their hours towards graduation um, while also getting that on the job experience and um, potentially specific certifications and things like that, depending on what the apprenticeship looks like and, you know, what industry they're in. but I know just through conversations at the chamber and with uh, the public school systems, you know, they're always looking for new businesses mm-hmm. that are willing to, to take on a, a student uh, as an apprentice and um, have the opportunity to, to share that. So just one that came to, came to my head when you mentioned uh, the apprenticeship. Well, good, stuff, yeah, I appreciate so. that. I'll look into yeah, it. something that, um, and I'm glad to see yeah, that they're starting to talk that, about that more in the high schools because it was it was always college being shoved down to people. So, yeah. you know, you're hearing people who are in mm-hmm. school, you're hearing them talk more about the trades now and even the military. So that's a plus. So, Steve, once again, thank you. Natalie, thank you. And, um, I, I yeah, I think we, we got a lot of good stuff out of this. I love it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hartford Business Beat. If you're a member of the chamber and you would like to come on the podcast, just contact me. Email rbennett, that's two N's, two T's, at harfordcountyliving.com. Again, rbennett at harfordcountyliving.com. Or you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. And we'll go ahead and get it scheduled and get you set up so you can come on. You can tell everybody about your business, whether they're in the chamber or not. They're going to find out more about you. Again, rbennett at HarfordCountyLiving.com. Until next time, my name is Rich Bennett with Harford County Living. Stay safe and stay busy.